G'day guys and welcome to RMB Fridays. I'm your host again this week, Regan Smith, and joining me as always is my co-host Ben Baker. Bakes, how are you going? Good thanks, mate. Um, good to be back. Um, another big week. Who who would have thought would get to three episodes, but we've done it. Um, and we've got more listeners. What can you tell us this week, Reg? Uh, yeah, so we've gone from being listened to in two countries to four. So we'd like to welcome the UK and Germany on board to our podcast. Uh, super stoked to have you guys here. Um, but we have some big news about uh, who's on the podcast today. Uh, how excited are you? I'm very excited. We keep getting bigger and bigger each week. So Stephen and Nushka this week, we um, we know them quite well. They were the managers when we first went to Res and probably led to our downfall in our second year, being in the, stuck on the first year side. But we'll, we'll, we'll chat to them and see what they thought of their time at Res. As we said before, we have some big names on this week's show. Uh, joining us this week are Steve and Anushka Shatalia. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. It's it's a real pleasure and a surprise <laughs> to be here at the moment. And you've and you've liked the first two podcasts, I hope. Love them. Uh, I would have had to have listened to them. No, no. I've, <laughs> I've, I've listened to them. They've been great. You guys have done a terrific job. It's been really good. Now, a lot of people probably haven't seen you for a while because you've been away. So, like, can you give us a rundown of what you've been up to since you've left the res and what you're currently up to now? Um, so, we left the res uh, in the middle of 2017 um, to take up positions at an international school in China. Um, and we both taught there and the kids went to school there for the last, um, well, two and a half years. And then Steve um, got a new job at um, the Education University of Hong Kong and moved to Hong Kong in um, January of this year. Uh, and then coronavirus hit. <laughs> so, yeah, moved there, spent a month there. And then, um, and then we went to, we, we escaped the whole coronavirus thing, went to Vietnam. And then we got an email saying, your return flight back to Hong Kong's cancelled. And so we got a one-way ticket to Melbourne and this is early Feb and we've been here ever since and the kids have been at school here in, in Melbourne. So yeah. Not what we expected this year yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. um, what, what, do you have plans once this finishes or is it sort of all just on the run at the moment? No, nah, look, the plan is that um, we're looking at trying to get back to Hong Kong um, in about a month's time. Uh, Nushka's got a new job there as well so we'll sort of all start there together which will be nice in a way and then... Yeah, we'll be there until until that ends, I guess, whenever that might be. Yeah, yeah so Steve and Anushka, uh, we'd just like to, like to get your thoughts on um, about how you found out about the res and why you decided to be managers of the res. Well, the, the way we found out about it was actually um, when we, f we had been living in Queensland and then we spent a year in Kazakhstan and then we... Um, and then we wanted to come back to Melbourne, which is where our sort of family roots were and so on. And I think just after we arrived here and, and I'd started a job, um, one of the previous managers, um, Janine DePaver, uh, let us know that the job was coming up here. And so um, this is back in 2008. And so we actually applied for the job then. I was full-time teaching, so the idea was that Anushka would do the, the res job. And um, and we, we interviewed and all that sort of thing, mm -hmm. I think, from memory. And um, 
and and the and the dukes got the job and we didn't and then when the dukes left and it came up again we thought oh yeah well let's let's go for it again and it was, it was again it was good timing for us because i decided i was going to finish up teaching at that point and um and study full-time but we wanted something else um, and by that stage we had two little kids and so it seemed like a really great opportunity yeah. um to, to job share but ultimately i mean we're interested in the res because we both love community um we both love community living um and so i guess that's what attracted us to the idea of the job at the res well yeah i mean kind of that, that, that I mean, I remember when it first came up in 2008 and I had no idea about community living because I'd never had to do it. Whereas Anushka went to boarding school in India and so she was she kind of had the knowledge of what it would mean to, to kind of live in a community like that. Um, by the time it came to the, the second time around when we did apply and then ended up becoming managers, um, a big part of it for me in terms of wanting the job was... There were probably two key things. One was that I wanted an opportunity to um, experience um, sort of organisational leadership at every level. So, you know, the pastoral care of students and so on, but also, you know, doing the, the business stuff in the in the office. Uh, so, so the whole kind of gamut. But the other thing was, um, was very much wanting to work with um, young adults in an informal setting. So moving away from the formal classroom, but still being able to especially have conversations about where people were at in terms of their thinking, their beliefs and all that sort of stuff without it being the teacher and student relationship. Yeah. And you might not know this, but I am like fourth generation Q-Baptist, which means our kids are fifth generation, I think, Q-Baptist right. people. Yeah, we're, we fourth go generation. right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there even time for fourth generation? Hasn't it only been... Open for six years? No, not Q-Res, Q-Baptist. So oh, the church okay. itself. Yes, so my yes, grandparents, special. my great-grandparents, my father. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a bit of pressure on your kids then to... Yeah, to come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so with that, what are, what are some things you liked and disliked about being manager of the Res? There's probably like a big and varied role and there's a lot of different things that come with it. How did you find it? Oh, I, I loved our time at the res um and and in some ways like it would have been nice to to be able to keep doing it but just you know shift it overseas or something like <laughs> we, we, we want to move we want to do something different um but it was it was a great job um i think some of the things that i wanted uh well, that made me want to be res manager were some things that i enjoyed so the things i think about now uh, some of the conversations and the relationships that were developed with people. Uh, I loved that. I did enjoy um, having to take responsibility for, ru for running the place as well, making sure it stayed on its feet. Uh, I enjoyed the problem-solving side of things. Um, what I didn't enjoy so much, um, but the nice thing about sharing the role was, was Anushka did this stuff, but you know, I didn't enjoy having to um, you know, chase up... Um, tradesmen and all that sort of stuff so Anushka tended to do that um, <laughs> all the dirty work <laughs> basically yeah. and I didn't enjoy late nights which obviously doesn't really yeah, work that no well with a rest but it's person. like 10 30 at night I wanted to be in bed <laughs> yeah Actually, I'm pretty sure we did lock up after Ori hadn't gone to bed many, many times. <laughs> we would get up, set our alarm on, we've got to go around and do lock up now. <laughs> Everyone get to bed. Yeah, um, yeah look, it was, 
It's, it, I think what's some of the things that make the job so great is also what makes the job so hard. Um, sharing your life and your family um, and your home with so many people is so special. Um, and, it, you know, that's such a unique and, um, yeah, wonderful experience. But it's also the, the challenging part of it, just as you guys would know from living there. You know, you love it and you hate it sometimes at the same time. Um, and being woken up, you know, very late at night when people had come in from, you know, 115 or the, the hall, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's, uh, we that's wouldn't not, know anything about that. No, <laughs> no you wouldn't. Um, or, you know, a, a, a frantic phone call because somebody's got injured at a, you know, football game. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, that's, that's not really the fun parts of the job. But it's also, I guess, the really special part of the job that you get to be alongside people. Um, through all, the, all those times. I think something that I can recall is uh, a resi, Michael Donaldson, who you guys would remember. Uh, I think it was the first couple of weeks at res and we were coming back from somewhere, but he abs- accidentally bumped your car and the alarm went off, I think. <laughs> so I think it was his first introduction to, to you guys. Um, <laughs> Coming out late at night. Um, well, it was a good, good thing it was him. I mean, how could you get angry with a guy with <laughs> a smile like that? Right? <laughs> it's like getting angry at your own child. Yeah, yeah that's right. Isn't <laughs> beautiful little boy. <laughs> Another thing that we'd love to know about you guys is um, obviously the res has an impact on heaps of people's faith journeys over time. Uh, I was just wondering if it or how your faith was impacted by the res over your time there. Mm. Um, yeah, again, I think that's one of the most special things about the res. Um, I think it's it's truly um, encouraging to be surrounded by young people of faith um, and to see people who uh, are wanting to question and wanting to ask um, and find out uh, more um, and then see how they grow and change over that one or two years that they spend at the res. Like, that is so encouraging. So I think that that... Um, I think that that's a true, I don't, I don't know, blessing of the job as a manager to, to get that insight into people's lives and to be really encouraged ourselves through that. Yeah, I, I don't know if it, um, if it changed what I thought about faith or believed about faith, but I think it gave me an opportunity to, um, to kind of put into practice an approach whereby I wanted people to be able to talk about what they believed in and so on without feeling like they might get told off for being wrong or be or that I'd argue with them about it or something. And so it was a matter of trying to provide a space in which um, whoever wanted to could talk and feel comfortable about talking. Um, and that also meant that if you didn't want to talk about it, you didn't have to as well. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't going around trying to make people open up all the time about what they believed about a whole range of things, but I wanted people to feel comfortable and to know that they weren't going to get judged um, and that it was okay to ask questions and explore. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. I think like the impact from you guys is still carrying on today, which is awesome. Um, another thing that we wanted to ask as well was if you had any favourite memories from the res or any great stories that I know you'd like to share with everyone. All right, I'm, I, I, <laughs> I'll go. Um, one, something that I was that came back to me when I was thinking about this um, is flooding. Um, when I think back over our time at the Res, I have got probably uh, a number of flooding stories. I think it was week one or two of us uh, moving in as managers, yeah. and this is before 
students even arrived. Either Graham Younger or Katie Adams. I don't know <laughs> yeah. which one, one to this day. One of those two because they were in the house and they the, decided... The, the flat, the RLC. Oh, the, yes, yeah. that's right. And they didn't have a washing machine or it broke or something. Anyway, they came and used the res ones and we walked in late afternoon to a completely flooded, not just in the um, washing machine area, the entire dining room. <laughs> so we were mopping out that dining we, room. We put the kids to bed. So it was actually at night time and we spent the entire night oh. sweeping out the dining room of, of water <laughs> probably about an inch um, deep. Um, Did and Graham put his hand up to help out or was it... You just oh, I'm it pretty sure you? Graham was nowhere to be <laughs> seen, which will be <laughs> of no surprise to anyone. Yeah. Um, and then another time we had, we were outside of, you know, the, um, the little study room that, like the little computer study yeah, room, yeah? And, the, and from the ceiling outside there, which is this beautiful, you know, old, ro- what do they call it? Ceiling rose, I think, that, you know, the decoration, the yeah. yeah. Started dripping... Pink, pink drips were just coming through. Drip, drip, drip. We're like, what the heck? Where, what is going on? We could not figure it out. And this pink water just kept coming through until we went upstairs and found out that one of the girls had decided to dye her hair, but not just normally, in the bath. And she'd filled the entire bath up and it was, yeah, this reddish, pinkish dye and it had blocked the, the pipes and it had, uh, that was dreadful. Um, we had another one, I think, where where this where a bathroom flooded through into the first year boy side. Were you there that time yeah, when it was? We were. They were always over the on first the year <laughs> boy side, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> we were on the first year side. So, <laughs> so you remember those floods? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, there were a number of those. Yeah, look, there's there's too many funny stories and funny memories in some ways, but I'll I'll give you two. Um, one one was there, there were many incidences like this. Um, but there was one night where I'm in bed and I just all of a sudden hear this almighty screaming, like just somebody going completely nuts. And I walk out and sort of stumble out and I get there and by this stage there's about two or three others. I think maybe maybe it was when Georgia Lini was, um, was a senior student. I think she'd come down the stairs as well and we stood there. One of the one of the resis was trying to sleep, and there was noise going on. And he came out and just went completely nuts, and, and pretty much woke everybody up. So that was um, yeah. There was too much noise in the pool room, wasn't there? Yeah, something yep. like that. I don't know, but I won't, I won't, dob, I won't dob him in. <laughs> was it you guys um, in your time where there was an egg placed under one yes. of the resis' beds? Yes, and I found it when I was cleaning up. I don't know, six to 12 months later. And I swear <laughs> it looked like it had a little tiny baby chick that had Ooh. been incubating in the, <laughs> in oh, the <laughs> I think was that a Was that an O-week prank or something? I think it was. I think it might have been. I think another time as well, was it someone put it under Benji's, Benji's bed? Yeah. And then it, I don't know, for some reason it cracked like the night before his exam and it like absolutely reeked. Yeah. I think we're in the, we're in the house, oh, not the house, the room across from theirs. I think we can smell it from our room. Um, I think another another great memory that we have uh, with you guys is obviously res footy is always a great day. Um, and I think one of my favourite memories is you, Steve, almost taking mark <laughs> of the year. Uh, mark of the century. Mark of the century. <laughs> that high. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree with Ben on that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I expected it. But then all of a sudden, you know, Steve Schatz is flying through the air. 
But the thing is that you didn't stick it, so it was, yeah. it was more just like, "Whoa, he jumped high." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything else than that? Unfortunately, yeah. look, it, it was an exceptionally disappointing <laughs> thing, and I, and I actually remember it. I remember the ball falling into my lap, basically. Like there's there's no way you could drop the thing, and I remember, and it, and it's there, and as it comes and it hits me in sort of the shoulder and the chest, and I just kind of let it drop through my drop through my hands and, and hit the ground and I and even in that sort of it must have only been a couple of seconds but I, all of that went through my head and I thought that is just so annoying because <laughs> if if you guys weren't expecting it you can only imagine that I certainly wasn't expecting <laughs> to do yeah. that but yeah. I have a memory from Res Footy too Regan because mm. I, I remember bringing you into the game uh, <laughs> this is down the other end of the ground there at Victoria Park and um and you guys probably remember that what I used to try and do is just stand in the goal square and preferably not have to move. And, <laughs> Sounds um, about right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was down there and, uh, and the ball came into the forward line. I thought, oh, dear, I better go after this. So I kind of ran after it and I, and I picked it up. And so that was the first surprise. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I thought, now what do I do? I, I'd run away from the goals. And I thought, <laughs> and then I just saw Reggie just sort of to my left and I just dished off the little handball and he... And he put it through, uh, and I think that was probably the spark that that, that kind of set <laughs> us off from that point on, and uh, we ended up winning the whole thing after that. Yeah, that kicked my footy career off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, another another thing that we all want to know is, we, you guys both be back, because obviously there's a women's, like the girls play as well, so we both be back to, to play for the extras teams, <laughs> and will we, will we see your kids as like father and son and and was it daughter and mother, I suppose, <laughs> <laughs> running around for the extras team? Uh, I don't know whether Steve's back would hold out anymore. Um, in all honesty, <laughs> like I, I, you guys know how much I loved the res footy, and, and and but what would happen is that I'd turn up for that day, and then I would legitimately—I'm not making this up—I would legitimately be s- like walking around <laughs> stiff as anything for the next <laughs> week. And that was despite doing whatever I could to just stand in the goal square and not move much. So uh, I would love to come back and play. So, um, you know, if it happened to work out, that would be good. But um, I'm not sure it's a good idea for me to play. And I think when I played the women's footy, it was back in the days when we only played like half a field Mm. or something. I don't know whether I could run the whole field. (laughs) That's fair. Oh, we struggled to run the whole field. In a <laughs> it's not really a shell fitness the old res footy day. It's more just <laughs> who can kick it furthest and that, that's the team that wins. Um, but one other thing we're trying to do is sort of dig through the archives and find a few names that fit mm. some categories. You probably noticed it on uh, the, the past episodes, but obviously you've had, uh, you being the managers, um, the Golden Children <coughs> probably come about because you're close to them. So, who would you say in your time were the golden childs? So, I think you guys really missed an opportunity. You didn't pick <laughs> up on how this whole golden child thing works. <laughs> like, we never named anyone golden child. But if, if, if there was a resident who was smart enough to keep us on side and to be nice to us, <laughs> you know, then, of course, they're going to get what they want. Isn't that how it works? But, yeah, it doesn't... Doesn't go well with the the majority, so you sort of you can't put your feet in both camps a little bit. Mm. You're making this very easy for us to edit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, who would you say got the closest to you guys at your time, and probably got a few? Well, they might have done a few things wrong, but got off those things. Did any come to mind? Oh well, looks. Um, I think the obvious golden child 
the most obvious golden child is is obviously Benji Taylor, mm. but but see Benji never did anything wrong, so he doesn't yeah. fit. He doesn't fit mm. with that one. I mean Benji was um, as golden as you could get, uh, still is. Um, I know what you're getting at, though. I know that you want us to talk about Tim Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to come up a lot. Yeah. So Tim, uh, I have to say, you know, after we. We gave him the bedroom that was closest to our apartment because we actually thought that he could cope with the noise of our children because he had so many younger siblings. See, this is my rationality here. Yeah. So he could cope with our noise, but actually we had to cope with a lot of his noise. And I think one thing that stands out from that decision to put him in that room, do you remember what the wall looked like in that room? They well, these guys didn't spend too much time over that side, I don't think. <laughs> they had a dartboard, but the oh. entire wall was, I think, a dartboard. There, <laughs> there were holes all over the wall. <laughs> yeah, that was... And that was when he was senior student, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A few cracked windows across the time with yeah. Tim as well, I, yeah. I believe. And I think Braden Burroughs trying to do ballet off a... Um, off a, a, a radiator in the lounge room one time I, that was another flooding i think uh, experience where yeah he broke a, a pipe doing ballet all right mm. i guess this must have been one of the good things about having us or, or at least me as a manager is that you know i actually have no idea about most of these <laughs> things <laughs> <laughs> these are all stories that are new to me so i can only imagine what you guys got away with because um, i was completely <laughs> clueless um but look the spence boys are obviously um up there um as is jess actually um but look, our, there was a lot of golden golden kids really at Reds. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that, that could put their hand up for that. Yep. And, you know, you can't go past golden children that actually uh, play with our children. I think that's oh, what yeah. you got what got them in sometimes is who was nicest to our own kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Um, another, another category that people get put into is also beef personalities. Um, mm. Do any come to mind for you guys when, when you think about that? Oh, yeah, look, um, I know that he's been mentioned before as well and I guess there's reason for that because um, you're a big personality. But, yeah, definitely Brian Allen was, was one of those. He was another um, candidate for Golden Child. Um, uh, there was a guy in our first year who was a huge personality, a guy named Joe Barnes-Hill. And you guys may not have heard of him or met him, but he was a big character. Um, yeah, I think sometimes it's the loud ones that get remembered as the as the big personalities, yeah. and there were a few of those. Um, I do remember some cult figures like the the boy who liked to just wear a um, dressing gown to dinner, and we had to send him back quite a few times <laughs> and tell him to actually put some clothes on. Um, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the pranking that went on. I yeah. guess those are the. Yeah, it, but yeah look, there's a lot of big personalities, um, but also a, a lot that weren't. You know, there were a lot of really quiet um, guys around as well, guys and girls. But, um, yeah, it's hard to put a finger on yep. just a couple of them. Yep. Um, you probably already answered the cult figures one, but was there any others that came to mind that really stood out across the time? Yeah, look, I don't know whether this was in your time, but I have to say that one of the cult figures of Res was actually a man by the name of Keith. I've forgotten about yeah. that. That's a good one. Yeah, Keith Keith's was a, good a massive one. cult figure. Um, yeah, he was he was a cleaner for those people listening who did not have the pleasure of knowing Keith. He was definitely a personality. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly uh, well known. 
it's kind of well loved. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I was laying in bed at ten o'clock a few times and you just stroll in, clean the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. I don't um, know if he knocked. Yeah. <laughs> um the uh, uh Geraldine was another Geraldine. cult figure. Yep, Geraldine Resgoat. Um <laughs> definitely was one that threw our time because she actually she predated us. She'd been around at Res for maybe a year or two before us. Marnie's name was already on her butt, I think. Um, so, yeah, Geraldine definitely was, was a very important cult figure. So, it's been mm. almost up to 10 years now. I think she's still going around the res. So, yeah, so she, she is she still is around, still is she? I believe so. Oh. I think her Instagram page is uh, getting a few likes <laughs> these days. Um, Excellent. So, yeah, no, that's a really ongoing um, thing of the res. Um, one other thing I just want to bring up because your managers, who are some of the past resis that would be good managers that oh. fit the skill set and, uh, and love the res and will come back at some point or, well, with your approval at least. <laughs> with our seal of <laughs> approval. I mean, look, of course Marnie is one that you just th- have to think if you've already done the, what, what did you call it? The, the triple, triple double. double. Triple double. Yeah, well, then <laughs> she, she would have to come back to complete that, mm. wouldn't she? Well, yeah. you go to quadruple double, which mm. is just unheard of, really. <laughs> well, yeah, although, I mean, we've all seen the state of her bedroom, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. It's a bit hard It's a bit hard to say, although there are quite a number, because it's often like a, a married couple thing, right? And so, but but interestingly enough, there's quite a lot of resis uh, in their early yeah. 20s who are already married, so I guess we'd have to think through some of those guys. Um, but... Yeah, look, I, I don't know. I, I guess the thing is, is that anyone who's got an interest in people um, and and a sort of broad skill set, um, uh, if 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 they're up for it, then yeah, it's, you know, I think there's quite a lot of people that would be quite good. So me and Reg, maybe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, Reggie could, you know, I guess deal with all the. Um, you know, conversation with everyone. You'll be there in the <laughs> office, you know, getting all the paperwork done, making sure the bills are paid. I think if we were managers, we probably wouldn't even stay in your house. We'd actually give ourselves a room on the <laughs> second year side. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you'd stay on the first year, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just for the memories. Well, well, I mean, that kind of links to the golden child thing because you do realise that part of the reason why you were on that first year mm. side for the second year was because we had to... I mean, as you know, there had to be two people that stayed over there um, and, it, and it couldn't just be anyone. And so we were looking for people who we could trust mm. uh, to show yep. a bit of leadership <laughs> to those first-year boys and it was... And the uh, first-year girls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, I don't know. I, I don't remember that part of the conversation. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the fact that we'd already kind of put that responsibility into your laps a few years back of sort of taking <laughs> on that kind of so I guess we're already thinking there was manager material yep. there and now Ben's moved into um into the committee so you know you're going to know the <laughs> that place inside really out another mention yeah just, uh, move past <laughs> so I guess now you're on the committee Ben um, <laughs> w- would you rehire us um, it'd be interesting like it's a, it's a fair process and we've obviously seen what different managers can bring to the table. I've, I've had a small sample size, but yeah, I think you'd be in with a fighting chance. <laughs> <laughs> Another segment that we have on every week is word association. Um, so that's where we just you know spit words and sentences out at you and you just reply with the first word that comes to mind. So um, Bakes will kick us off again. 
don't don't overthink it. Just whatever comes to mind. Um, but the first one is food fights. Oh, bane of my life. <laughs> Clueless. I, I I usually didn't even notice. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys used to participate at all? No. no. I would stand back and then just yell at everyone to say that, um, you know, if you throw it, you've got to clean it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, the, did the kids uh, or your kids pick up any um, bad habits from that? They certainly picked up bad habits, but not, not necessarily not that one. <laughs> <laughs> did you got oh, Yeah, just quickly. Sorry, halfway through a segment. But the that big woolen sheet mm-hmm. on the wall, was that to prevent food fights or what was that for? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was actually a piece of art. So oh. that was part of the reason why. Um it was all, but but part of the reason why we chose to have the a woolen piece of art was actually just a little bit of um d- of a noise dampener was oh part man. of the reason, um not to prevent the food fights. Yeah. But I, I know that we did utilise that very early on. <laughs> yeah. We went, hang on, not around the um. Because <laughs> how much did that set the res back? <laughs> Didn't the fees go oh, five hundred bucks <laughs> that year <laughs> to fit that in? You, you can go back through the books. So <laughs> yeah. you, you find, you've got access to them. I'll tell you though one thing that our kids did pick up, and we were—I was trawling through some old videos of our kids last night that um, of when we were at the res, and there's one of Jude aged probably only I don't know a year and a half or something, and he's just in a very baby voice calling out dinner, dinner, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they just used to hear every night <laughs> running around the res. They drilled into them. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next word or sentence we got is. Best transportation method in Melbourne? <laughs> Scooter. Scooter. <laughs> recommend? Must yeah. buy? Yeah, I, I do recommend it, but I, I, the number of times I'd get on that scooter to um, go off and all uh, all these country boys that had grown up um, riding around in motorbikes <laughs> and stuff, they just looked at me and just like with disdain, like <laughs> I can't believe you ride that pathetic little thing. <laughs> um, the next one is uh, manager bias. Never. Inevitable. One one five. Ah, the chips. Mm. I have to say, well, you know, the beer is good as well, but those rosemary salted fries. Mm. Oof. It brings you back. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the next one is this podcast. Oh, gold. It's Absolute gold. gold. On point. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, the last one we have is cat bugbird. Look. I think she might have been the one who dyed her hair and the, <laughs> and the, the dripping pink ceiling. I, I point the finger there. Gotta love her. Yeah. Gotta love her. But she was also um, sort of seen as the one that gave you guys all the inside word on the gossip res. Would you <laughs> confirm that? Sort of a bit closer in age, probably someone that she felt like she could talk to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no memory of that. <laughs> Maybe this might be directed at Nushka more. Uh, look, you know, the one thing, though, that she never did tell me, and I don't know if you boys have ever gotten to the bottom of it, is wh- who broke the pool table. Now, that might have been the year before you moved in, mm. but it was a huge mystery of the res. Someone... Was it the felt? They don't. Yep. The felt. Yeah. Someone ripped the pool felt, and I was not happy because it was <laughs> relatively new, and uh, no one confessed. And we actually ended up having there was a bit of a like a, a vigilante sort of <laughs> group. Yeah, it was pretty serious business. There was some like showdowns between people trying to find out who 
mm. had wrecked that felt. So if anyone has any, in, mm-hmm. any information, just contact contact us at the show. Yeah, and well, uh, yeah prob- probably get on to Ben now that he's on the committee. <laughs> oh he's probably yeah. the man to go to. <laughs> we'll just turn this into a true crime podcast <laughs> with all the incidents yeah, at res. But Kat never told me, yeah. so you know. Who burnt the quote wall and all that sort of stuff. But <laughs> so, um, s- s- that was the last one, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, so can I tell you my other fun, funny story now? Yeah, you yeah, might absolutely. be able to stitch it back in the other <laughs> um, So probably one of the funniest things that happened was in our first year. Um, and I don't remember all the details of the story now because it was too long ago. But um, And I'll name her. Uh, <laughs> Jordan um, Fennell uh, was, was in her second year and um, she was just an awesome person, great um, great student, great member of the community, um, but she'd sort of she'd spent her life living overseas, right? so she wasn't really all that clued into to what the deal was in Australia. And so she was here and she's looking for work, and oh um, she gets onto Gumtree, and there's some kind of job advertised. I think it was to d- deliver, um, you know, flyers, pamphlets, and stuff. So she gets on and goes, "Yeah, I'd be interested in the job." And these people get back to her and say, oh, um, give us your bank account details. We're going to deposit some money into your account. <laughs> so she goes, oh, yeah, no problem, and sends it off. And then, anyway, one day um, <laughs> she she comes in and she's in, a, in quite a state and she says, oh, I didn't want to say anything, but I think I'm going to have to tell you. I, I think I've, I've got into something because um, basically there's this, these people and they've put all this money into my bank account and, and it's from the Ukraine and I've got no yeah. idea what, what's <laughs> going Ukrainian on. Ukrainian gangsters. And, yeah. um, and I mean, I don't, I, I don't remember the chronology of this, but I do remember finding it quite funny. <laughs> and, um, and I'm kind of having a bit of a laugh going, I can't believe that you did that. I mean, of course, that was a, something you shouldn't have done. And she's <laughs> feeling really embarrassed about this and I wasn't really hel- helping. <laughs> But she ended up having to go to the police and report it. And they told her, uh, from memory also, they said, uh, that was a really stupid thing <laughs> to have done. But then I think they felt bad and they said, oh, but it does happen quite a lot. But we basically had about a 24-hour period where everybody was kind of freaking out that the, the Ukrainian mafia might come and <laughs> track her down because because she, she didn't do what she was told to do with this, you know, $1,000 or whatever it was they popped into her account. And for, um. uh, quite Because she's an incredibly smart uh, girl, but when it came to things <laughs> like that, just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um. She also, I think, it was Geordie and Sally, wasn't it, who bullied the entire res into getting the jumper to say cuties one year. Oh, no. <laughs> and that happened. It happened, it said cuties on our hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, just, just one last segment that we have. Uh, it's called Great Res Sporting Moments. Um, I think you guys can just keep back and relax at the moment because... Uh, we actually go to a time after. No, it was actually when you guys were there. But um, it's not uh, it's not an actual sport. It's a sport that I like to call peer pressure jumping, and it happened in O week of our second year. Um, and it was oh, it was it was Simon Hunter who was involved. Who obviously you guys got in as a staff member. Um, and in O week we went to the city, uh, as we always do. And for some reason, someone someone was egging Simon on to jump off this very high ledge um i don't think i'm not sure what he's going to get out of it but a bit of pride maybe and he <laughs> ended up jumping off this uh, i don't know how high it was but he ended up bruising his heel pretty badly and like it affected him for the rest of the year and uh he ended up having to get a piggyback home from michelle ginevan so 
um, I'm not sure it's his favourite story, so I think that's why we want to share it. <laughs> <laughs> make sure that you get that one in. Excellent. Yeah, make sure we get that one in. Um, but yeah, with I think that's about it for, for this week's podcast. Um, we'd like to thank you guys again for joining us. Um, it's been awesome just reminiscing and you know, it's good to see you guys back in Australia and all the best uh, for your future plans. Thanks, guys. And really good. Absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks again for joining us this week on R&B Fridays. We hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, stay tuned on the socials to see which big name we'll have on next week.